Welcome to Building Texas with Justin McKenzie and Summer Babarak, sponsored by the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation and Das Greenhouse. And now, here's your host, Justin McKenzie. Welcome to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Bernie is growing, so is Texas. And what does that mean for you? How can you get involved and make an impact? We're Building Texas, and we sit down with the builders, creators, and entrepreneurs serving our region. And today, I'm excited to have Sam Reen in studio with us and to share his story. He's got an interesting story, particularly with the pandemic and everything that came in. And I'm thrilled to have Sam as a member of our community and a leader in our community. So, Sam, welcome to Bernie Radio. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. And I've never been to Bernie Star before, but this is a great location. Very cool. We are recording at the Bernie Star today, and we're recording in the archives room. And it's it's neat because there's a lot of history. I mean, you're looking at 60 years of newspapers around us, and, and it really is how Bernie was formed and built. And, and I always like to give a nod to the history of who built Bernie. But here on Building Texas, we're talking about impact. And Sam, I, I think you have a, a big impact in the work you do in a number of different ways and not just locally, but across the country. So let's start with getting to know who is Sam Reen and, and, and where would we recognize you from? Oh, awesome. I, I appreciate that. And yeah, on the archive room, like you can see and hear us, on, uh, but I wish you could smell. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. You can smell the history in here. Uh, all these old newspapers. So yeah, so I'm Sam Reen. I uh, started in the Air Force as a contracting officer, came out of the Air Force Academy in 2013 and went straight into special operations. So that landed me close to Texas. That's where I met my wife. I was at Cannon Air Force Base, uh, New Mexico, just on that side of Texas Tech. Love it. And uh, anyway, so I I love the mission there. My job was to buy things they needed. And so I'm running around Afghanistan with bags of cash and buying things that they need the next day, water bottles, goats, whatever it is. And, and uh, uh, it felt like I was having an impact on the mission. I got to know the warfighters and love that. So then my next duty location, I came back from Afghanistan and I ended up here in Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio. I was doing offensive cyber acquisition. So I was uh, came down here to write contracts for spooky things in the cyber world. And that was exciting. I thought, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to be able to you know, get my clearances, get behind the, the, they call it the green door, the secret door. And I'm going to see some alien technology. You hear about it on the news now, but to my surprise, it wasn't that way at all. I got back there and realized, okay, we're a couple steps ahead of a typewriter in here. And uh, we are falling behind quickly to our competitors, much less our commercial partners. We're kind of losing an arms race and uh, it's not the cyber guy's fault. Everybody in the cyber community is super smart and they they're very competent but problem is is we're not we're not getting them the the shiny new toys they need as fast as they need it and so you know an example would be it take us nine to twelve months to put something on contract and a new iphone generation would come out while we're trying to get this contract done and so whatever we were trying to buy was obsolete by the time we bought it and so we just weren't moving at the speed of need. And uh, it was very frustrating to feel like, hey, I'm causing these guys to lose an arms race in cyber, but but zooming out, it's happening all over the DOD, you know, whether it's AI or space or robotics, you know, we're, we, we've kind of gotten really slow. And so, yeah, that's what I was up for another deployment back to Afghanistan. I had my second baby on the way. So I decided, you know, it's time for me to get out, but I wanted to stay close to the mission and trying to help, you know, impact the warfighter. And I felt like if, if, 
we don't, we might be disrupted in the next war from what I was seeing. And so, um, yeah, I got out and started working with tech startups and trying to help them do business with DOD because I thought this is where innovation is happening. That, like if we have a chance, it's going to come from these guys. And uh, we just need to help them do uh, business with uh, the, the government. And their, their challenge is everything's too slow. Like but when I was in the Air Force and, you know, I was frustrated with how slow it was, I would try to go to like Black Hat and some of these, you know, larger cyber conferences and talk to, you know, these startups and say, hey, you know, come work with us. We need your technology. And they would always say, no, I got to. I've got to show my investors traction next month at my board meeting or else I don't raise the next round. Like I can't wait nine to 12 months for a contract. So Lockheed, Boeing can, but you know, the, the startups really can't. And so that was my whole mission is like try to help get these guys funding faster or, and get them plugged into the DOD faster. So we're actually meeting that speed to need problem. So. Well, you're listening to building Texas on Bernie radio, 103.9 FM. And we're here with Sam Reen who has founded a solution and founded a company that helps us meet that need. You're helping the warfighters get technology faster and faster is relative to the division that we're working with. But let's talk about Cyber and, and what is that and what does it mean to take technology from the private sector and bring it into DOD, Department yeah. of Defense? Yeah, so, I- Absolutely. I mean, the the DODs is just, they're very similar to private sector. I mean, we have schools, we have hospitals, we have enterprise buyers on the, on the government side. So just like, you know, if you were selling like Slack or some kind of communication application, you know, the, the, the same strategies you would use on the commercial side, they call it land and expand. I want to get some users to adopt the technology. I want them to actually put their hands on it and you know be a buyer, be a end user, give me feedback on how I can improve it. But the idea is like, I want to keep getting more and more and more customers until somebody at the enterprise level says, Hey, you know, I need to buy this for the entire organization. And, uh, that's that's very similar to how we're we're selling to the to the government to the DoD. But the problem is when you when you talk to these customers and these DoD, we're talking to Air Force. I'm sitting across the table like like you. We're explaining what a you know this innovative product does, what this technology can do for the Air Force, and they're nodding up and down. They're yes, this sounds great. I would love to have this. But the next thing you hear them say is, well, I don't have any budget. I don't have any money. And it's not that they don't have money. They they've got budget but it's all spoken for. Like they have to, they have to think about their requirements 12 to 24 months out, get permission from Congress to spend it. So when you're talking to them, if you weren't on their radar two years ago, that it's too late. Like every dollar has a name. And so what really what they'll say is they'll say, come back to me next fiscal year. I'll have money for you then. And that's what starts to lead to that long sales cycle, that 12 months acquisition timeline that I was talking about is it's, it's a funding problem. And so, uh, what we do is we help find the money, you know, so I've got an interested buyer. I've got an interested customer. I've got a technology from this startup that, you know, meets a need. We just got to go find, find funding to, to get these guys to work together. And that's really where the small business innovation research program came in is in when I was, when I got out in 2019 out of the air force, they were just starting AFWorks and the, that's kind of the air force innovation and now they're, they've managed their whole SBIR program, but it's their innovation program. It was just starting out of Austin, and it just happened to be I'm living in Bernie, Texas. <laughs> we moved out here. You know, we were in Lackland. We moved out here to uh, Bernie in 2020 and have been here ever since. But, uh, yeah, very close to kind of where innovation, you know, the Air Force started to recognize, hey, we, we've got a real serious need here to, to innovate, and they've started to put big budget behind it. So the SBIR program is $3 billion. 
billion per year. It's set aside by Congress. And they say, hey, you can only spend this money on small business and innovation, small business innovation. And so about a billion of that goes to the Air Force, Space Force. Air Force is about $660 million a year or so. And they're spending it out of Austin, Texas. You know, <laughs> AFWorks has a couple offices. They're in Vegas and D.C. But but really, like, they're where a lot of their people are in Austin, Texas. And, and they did that on purpose. They thought, oh, well, that's where the startups are. That's where the innovation is. And so they put office down there. And really what the SBIR, the Small Business Innovation Research Program, is about is Congress kind of created this back in the 80s as an economic stimulus program. They wanted, they wanted small business to work with the DOD. And so the problem with you know, why it's kind of been an underutilized or nobody's really thought about the SBIR program is the way they've been running it. So in, in the 80s, they started with what they call specific topics. And they're, this is where they put out a laundry list of problem statements a couple times a year. And it would be things like, build me a lightsaber. You know, it's got to be three feet long, two inches wide. And they'd be super descriptive, prescriptive problem statements. And are they presetting the game when they do that? Uh, yeah, exactly. In some cases. Absolutely. So, like, it, the problem is there's not a lot of companies walking around that can build lightsabers. And the ones that do are now all competing with each other because they've got similar solutions to the same problem statement. So what that turned into was hey, we've got a, a who can out-white paper the other company. And it's like whoever could out-science the other company and, and be more aggressive on the work plan and things like that. And the, the problem is, okay, okay, now they're kind of over-promising and under-delivering. They're, you know, they wanted to win the contract, right? I, I hear that as you're selling a presentation, not a real solution. Exactly. So I'm, I'm telling them I can build this thing, uh, you know, that they asked for. I can build a lightsaber, whether I have built a lightsaber or not, or whether I intend to commercialize lightsabers. Yeah. So maybe I'm just trying to win the R&D contract. And that's kind of what it turned into is in the, you know, 20 years, 1980s to 2000s, you had this, this boom of what they called SBIR or Cyber Mills like factories, because there was just companies that had a bunch of PhDs on their team and they would just write white papers and win these R&D contracts. Well, the, the problem is they would spend all this time and money in research and development and it was never making it to the field. Like less than 1% of technology acquired through SPIR was getting to the warfighter, which is the whole point, you know? And so that's why, you know, in 2019, they said, we need to like just flip this whole program on its head. And Dr. Will Roper took over acquisition of Air Force. And he said, we're going we're gonna to do away with the specific topics. We're going to have what they call an open topic. So they say, we don't know what our problems are. We need DOD, we need industry, excuse me, to tell us what you have. What, what are your solutions? And we'll look at them all. Well, we're sitting here today with Sam, understanding how the Air Force and, and really all of the services purchase and acquire innovative technology. And we're using terms like SIBR and SBIR, and, and I've been confused in this cycle for a number of years. So they're the same thing. Some people will refer to the acronym SBIR. Mm -hmm. If you've been in the business for a little while, you're going to so say SIBR. Shorten it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but talk to me about the acronym. What does it really mean? And then where's the limitation of that buying group? The limitation of the buying group. So, okay. So SBIR is Small Business Innovation Research. That's the name of the program, but it, you can tell by the name they're targeting it at small business. So to be eligible for this program, you have to have less than 500 employees. Pretty That's big a big size. company. That's yeah. a big company. 
But funny enough, I th- I heard that the Chick Fil A here, the our favorite one that we all go to, and Bernie, they have five hundred employees. So when you think about it, it's like that just that one location. That's incredible. Five hundred employees. They're not eligible. I, well, obviously they're a chain, but you know it's bigger than you think, but smaller than you think. Uh, but anyway, so they have to have less than 500 employees and they've got to be majority owned by U.S. citizens or, or other small businesses that are owned by U.S. citizens. So it's, it's got to be, you know, the money they intend to stay here. Um, also, all the work done on an SBIR has to be done in the states. And so those are kind of the eligibility criteria. There's also this uh, kind of a misnomer. Well, it's an older way of thinking of the SBIR is that you couldn't be majority owned by venture capital or hedge funds or, you know, VCOC is what they call them, venture capital operating companies. And while that's true with some of the programs, largely the DOD is like getting past that. I mean, Air Force is pretty much waiving that requirement altogether. So you can be majority owned by venture capital, hedge funds, operating companies, but, uh, you know, you have to look at the specific solicitation, right? The, the, each each agency runs a little bit different. So Air Force is different than Army and Navy. Well, Sam, I, I really appreciate you sitting down with us. And when we come back from the break, I, I want to dive into why this region in Texas is so important to the rest of the country. But you're sitting here, we're talking to Sam Reen, who is with Cyber Advisors here in Bernie. And we're thrilled to get to know you. After the break, we're going to dive into why is Central Texas really moving the needle. This is Justin McKenzie from Building Texas. Today's segment is brought to you by Das Greenhouse. Das Greenhouse is a business incubator launched here in Bernie to serve our local community. Das Greenhouse is a place where you can come to grow your idea. Our goal is to make Bernie accessible to people who are looking to grow a business, expand a business, or learn more about what's out there in their community and get involved. Visit us at dasgreenhouse.org or come visit us at 7 Upper Balconies Road, Bernie, Texas. Das Greenhouse. Welcome back to Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Thank you for those that are listening to us live on the radio. And please know that it's recorded and pushed out on Mondays after we aired on the radio. So we want to make sure we can tell Sam's story, not only locally here on Bernie Radio, but share that vision with the rest of the world and the rest of your community because you have a national footprint. Cyber Advisors has been a very successful organization relatively quickly. I think you founded in 2019. And I know you've made an impact with companies like Local that are here in town and other companies that are using Cyber Advisors to help understand this process and go through it. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we actually, we were founded in uh, August or uh, maybe I think it was early September of 2020. So we're about, this was like almost our three-year birthday, but yeah, I appreciate that. We, we are working with a number of Bernie companies, but this area is so strategic for us because like, like I was mentioning before the break, you've got this billion dollar program up in Austin, Texas, but they don't have any DOD up there. There's no, besides the AFWorks, you know, program managers, and you've got Army Futures Command, which is a small organization. You have, um, you know, those those buyers up there. You don't have end users. You don't have actual like customers. And so they're all down here in San Antonio in a military city, USA. And what what's cool about Bernie is all of the you have this you know massive community of military in and around San Antonio. A lot of them retire and they stay here. They they. And they moved to Bernie. They, so we've got a, a, a large community of military supporters or prior military people who have network in the military or people who understand the needs of the DOD 
and uh, and the mission, and they still care about it. So it's very very active um, still in the in the national security space here in Bernie, and that's because you have this massive amount of customers in in San Antonio, and you know not just from DoD, but you also have like NSA Texas and some of the other larger organizations down there. It's it's really cool. So you have this billion dollar budget up there and then you have multi-billion dollar programs like uh, Unified Platform, the 16th Air Force, all those guys down here. You have 59th Medical Wing and you know all the mil- uh, military medical uh, in San Antonio. So it's, it's really cool crossroads of customers that we can go get money for up in Austin and bring it down here and work for work with these guys. But yet we are we are nationwide. So we've got 40 guys or 40 people on our team all spread all over the, the, uh, America. <laughs> so in three years, that's incredible. And I, I recognize the impact because I see you uh, the business journal did San Antonio business journal did a wonderful, um, article about you and your work. And you've really brought a new culture to this buying process and to the advisors. And, and I know that because you really can be a servant leader in that role. How do you help small businesses? What are the problems that they're facing when they're trying to engage with the DOD, but maybe they don't have a military background. Maybe they've never experienced that buying process. How do you help them? Yeah, uh, great question. So these guys, small business, often I, th- I find the biggest challenge they have is they don't know who their customers are, where they are, or how to find them in, within the DOD. You know, they think about Air Force. It's a big, they think we, everybody in the Air Force flies. It's not, it's not true. There's a lot going on in the Air Force, but they don't know where to, to find these guys. And it, it's you know, arguably hard to find them and figure out who is the decision maker, who has budget, who's in charge of buying. And then like, you know, who has problems or missions that align with my technology. And then when you find that person, making sure that you hang on to them because they move every two years. And so the DOD doesn't make it easy, but that's what we're, that's what we do is we're heavily focused on business development and finding the right customers. So we come at this from a little bit different approach than a lot of small business getting started in DOD. Uh, the traditional approach is to sit around and wait for a request for quote. So you're, you're skimming what, you know, Sam.gov and trying to find a solicitation publicly posted that aligns with your technology or your, or your capabilities. And then you're bidding on that and you're trying to like outbid or underbid the other people um, and get in that way. And that's kind of a I see that as a very passive approach. You're sitting around waiting for someone to ask for your technology. And uh, we have a little bit different formula. So we're more on the active approach. We're trying to go find customers, get you talking to the engineers or the the program managers or the, you know, the clinicians, have a conversation with these people. And then you'll find they talk the same language that you do, you know, and once we just get you talking to that customer, like, oh, they do have the same problems and needs as they do on the commercial side. Let's talk about it. And now they know who you are. They know uh, your company and what you provide. And now we just have to go find a way to do business with this customer. So it's, you know, go get funding from SBIR or figure out, you know, maybe that customer, this is rare, but maybe the customer has their own dollars. They're like, hey, it's your lucky day. I had a program, you know, cancel and I've got spare budget for this year. Um, They still run into this problem of, well, you're a startup. I have no idea how to work with a startup. Like uh, my normal, you know, business or course of action is I go to GSA and I look through all, you know, I try to buy off of one of their large IDIQ contracts, or maybe they have an internal IDIQ, indefinite delivery, indefinite quantity contract. It's like a catalog. Yep. They're like, I, you're not on my catalog. How do I buy you? 
And, uh, and so that's half the battle is figuring out, okay, if a customer has money, how do we get, how do we, it's an access problem. How do we get that money on contract? And we kind of help coach them through that, like going sole source. And stuff. Well, what I hear you saying is you take the mystery of the military DOD element out of the way and really it turns into more a requirements planning user feedback. You put them in the loop of what I would say is a, a normal startup needs to go through understanding their customer, understanding their product fit. Absolutely. It's more complicated when you have to understand the buying policy and where budgets come from, everything else. Right. So to me, it sounds like Cyber Advisors really brings some clarity to that, gives them a roadmap as a founder to focus on their solution while you're making it easier to find the money and find the buyer. I, I love that. I mean, I, I think you saw, you cut right through that. I haven't thought of it that way, um, but the way you just said that, yeah, you're exactly right. It's, we want to put you across the table from the customer so you can do your normal sales call. You can talk to them about their problems and how you can solve their problems. And then we'll handle all the policy and paperwork and contracting and everything that comes along with it. Well, it's been a really educational conversation so far to me around how the system works, really the advancements that we're making. And I applaud, you mentioned the doctor's name that took over Cyber and this bringing it into a modern era because you're talking about fun technologies you're talking about we've spent some time looking at drone companies satellite companies companies that are really pushing an envelope whether it's in war fighting or healthcare and and other elements of really serving people in in the way that our military is a humanitarian military as well it's exciting to hear it and I want to bring it back locally and talk about Bernie because that's the beauty that we have in the rooms and we spend time in the angel network together. We spend time outside of that as well. But even just sitting in that room, the people and experience around us in Bernie, Texas really does open up tremendous conversations, whether you run into somebody that's really well-versed in cyber or you run into somebody that's actually building satellites here locally and you just didn't know that was happening, Yep. but it's happening in Kendall County. So talk to me more about, your vision of local, because you've talked about Austin has got the money, San Antonio's got the people. You and I have shared conversation in the past about what the Hill Country has that might bring that together. Well, yeah, so the Hill Country has capital, I, I believe. So the, the draw of Austin for the longest time was, you know, VC. And, you know, there's a, there's startup, there's a startup scene in San Antonio but what they're really struggling or striving for, or what they, what they're starving for—that's the word. That's the word. <laughs> it's uh, is venture capital. They, you know, they need uh, people to fund their ideas. And for the longest time, they've had to go up I thirty five, go to Austin to look for that. And I think, yeah, maybe if you're in, if you're making Facebook ads or you're, you know, selling something on Shopify, that's the that's the consumer uh, maybe place to go. If you're looking for national security, you want to do dual use, like, like meaning I've got a product that will work on the defense side and commercial use cases, but you want to be focused on selling DOD or you want to um, you know, sell to national security agencies, Bernie has capital and they have a love of that mission. There, There's a huge, there's there's tons of patriots out here, right? <laughs> it's like to say, is there, a lot of them are former military and a lot of them, um, you know, exited companies, of their own that were defense uh, companies. And so they understand 
the mission, they understand the market, the industry. And I, I think there's a, a huge opportunity to come out here and, um, you know, find uh, a great community of people who understand what you're trying to do. And of course I've, I've stayed here cause I, I love it. Um, it's not just the, you know, everybody here is, you know, um, cares about DOD and national security is a great place to raise kids. I've got my, all my children are in the school system, which is phenomenal. And then, you know, we just, food's great too. So. Well, next week we're <laughs> going to be interviewing, uh, Dr. Tommy Price to talk about this. He's the superintendent of Bernie ISD. And we're going to be talking about that quality of life because that is what brings people to Bernie. It's what brings people like you to Bernie. And, and if I look around the room, the number of Academy graduates that live here is impressive as well because of the quality of life. They had an experience in San Antonio and really fell in love with the Hill Country, retired here and run their businesses here. And I, I appreciate what you're saying about the Hill Country as capital. Everybody goes up I-35, they hang out in the, the Texas Triangle, Houston, Austin, Dallas. Sometimes we include San Antonio. But if we have the room out here, we should be having these conversations. And we've seen that. You've seen Cibber be very successful with local companies. Yeah. to make an impact and, and give them insights and pathways to capital and success at the DOD level. I just appreciate, I, I love the story. In three years, congratulations on what you've been able to do in three years, the, the work that I know you're doing, 40 employees around the country going out and drumming up business. Quite an accomplishment, and I appreciate having you in our community. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure, and I love what you're doing with uh the startup ecosystem here, everything you've done with Angel Network, with uh, DOS Greenhouse, and now with this uh, Bernie Radio, it's amazing. The education, and really you're getting the word out, and I, I love it because it's, it's drawing, uh, it's adding even more to this great community. You're listening to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We've had an absolute pleasure sitting down with Sam Reen today and learning more about Cyber Advisors and the impact they're having locally and the way they are building Texas. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. This is Amy Story with the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Join us on Tuesday, October 24th for Kendall County's first economic summit at the Bevy Hotel for this half-day event to learn more about the businesses and opportunities here in Kendall County. This event is being brought to you by the San Antonio Business Journal and the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Sponsorships are still available, and individual tickets can be purchased through the San Antonio Business Journal or online at the BKC EDC website. That's www.bkcedc.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hear from local business leaders as well as representatives from the City of Bernie and Kendall County. Panel discussions include infrastructure planning and hear from the people and entities involved in the creation of our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Get your tickets before the event sells out. After the Economic Summit, Doss Greenhouse, Bernie's first business incubator, will host an open house. So come out and see the community's place to support and grow entrepreneurs, innovators, founders, and startups right here in Kendall County. That's www.bkcedc.com. 